in October 2020, two brothers began recording a podcast about the horror movies they love. All things seemed successful until they vanished in March of 2021. Now they have returned. The same, yet somehow different. You're listening to Horror everybody welcome back to another edition of horror bros i'm your host jason johnson along with jt johnson how you doing man doing good doing good uh give me just a moment i had some technical difficulties on my own end yeah i'm just pulling some stuff up um real quick i just wanted to uh inform you let me go over here real quick. Ah, I swear to Christ. Uh, I have a new... I'm pulling it up now. Uh, Horrorbros.blogspot.com Yeah. Uh, this is a new companion blog spot. It is a, a cheap, <laughs> cheap yeah. spot where I will write reviews. I just, uh, for last week, since we didn't record, um, I put a, uh, a review for Halloween, since that was a film we did the last time we did this show. Yeah. Um, I put a review for Halloween. By the time you listen to this, though, we should have uh, two more reviews because I'm going to post a review for uh, my film for today and my film for next next week by the time this is posted. Okay. But uh, it is called horrorbros.blogspot.com. It's a very cheap blogger <laughs> companion piece um and i i have a review for halloween and then i have a review for my film this week but i'll get to that here in a minute because we're going to talk about it uh i have only one piece of horror news if you're ready jason yep uh christopher landon uh the son of michael landon of uh, bonanza fame for anyone out there who's wondering who that is. Um, he directed a movie a few years back called Happy Death Day. Did you ever see that, Jason? I never saw it. but I've... It's a wonderful movie uh, that's kind of a blend of Groundhog Day with a Scream theme to it. Yeah. And I will go ahead and say uh, he has been hired by Paramount Pictures to direct Scream 7. Okay. Uh, and and that movie worked. Beyond all expectations, that movie worked. And um, he has been tapped by uh, Paramount to direct the next Scream movie. The guys, known collectively as Radio Silence, 
who directed Scream and Scream 6, they're working on a Universal Pictures monster movie. So there's a bit of a scheduling conflict. That's why they're not coming back. Yeah. Excuse me. And so they have tapped Christopher Landon to direct Scream 7. And I think I posted earlier this week that, like, hey, he did this weird fucking Scream slash Groundhog Day movie, uh, Happy Death Day for Bloomhouse, that by all means shouldn't have worked, and it did work, and then he directed the sequel, and that movie's fun. So I'm I'm looking to a, a lot of fun for this one. Cool. So awesome. That's my horror uh, news for the week. Um, but beyond that, I think we're ready to get to the new movies. Uh, I'm gonna go watch. I'm gonna go watch. Uh, Talk to me uh, tomorrow. Yeah, which you I've were telling heard. me about this, and I don't. I I hadn't heard anything about it. So. It's yeah. it's been getting a lot of good buzz. It's from A twenty four. Yeah. If you're wondering what its credentials are, um, I think that that will be a good one. I'm gonna go watch it tomorrow, and um, I, I haven't watched it as of this recording, so I may have more to say on it next week. But yeah. uh, that's my horror news for the week. Um. Yeah. Uh, how about you? Any horror news your way? Uh, not really. Not my way. I, although I am going to be watching a couple of movies here this week that, uh, I think, uh, I think they, they, one of them definitely falls under it, uh, horror comedy. I think the other one is probably going to fall under it, horror comedy. I'm going to, I'm going to catch, uh, Renfield and Cocaine Bear this, this week just to see how they are. But that's a Dude. It. Yeah. Dude, I've seen both of them. I think you're gonna. I think you're gonna definitely like Renfield. Yeah. I loved uh, Cocaine Bear. Uh, we'll, we'll have to talk about those the the, the next episode. Absolutely, yeah. But yeah, those are available to stream on Peacock. So if anyone's out there that hadn't seen those yet and you want to catch them, go check those out. But that's it for like all the new stuff for me. And real quick, non horror news. I I gotta say we we yeah. were. Uh, uh, we decided to hold off a week. Uh, you thought you had something else to do uh, last mm-hmm. week. We'll we'll just leave you know that that because there was there was a scheduling conflict. Uh, but yeah. you, my man, uh, what what was it? Uh, stand up in I, San Antonio. I thought, I thought comic it... in San Antonio. I mean, there finals you, for you know. that. And I uh, also have uh, made it to the quarterfinals for uh, Funniest Person in Austin. Austin. And uh, that's the thing. I knew, I don't know why. I think I thought the previous one was uh, Austin. But this is San Antonio. uh, So I'm going to let you leave the the details there. Uh, But, uh, hey, I'm a proud brother. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. And if you all want to know where I'm appearing at, or like when the contest is, which it's Tuesday, but uh, I'll I'll uh, I'll uh, go to Jason underscore Johnson comedy at uh, uh, or uh, that's my handle on Instagram. Jason underscore com uh, underscore Johnson comedy. You know, and there you go. Uh, and that and all the details for things and shows that I have will be up there. 
I always knew this. That I think I put it in my post. This this guy was a funny fucker. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now, now the rest of the world is saying it. And I try. I, the other day, I, I I don't want to get into details about why, but the other day I was having a fucking day, and I saw that news, and I was just proud as fuck as a, a brother. So I, I wanted to mention that on this podcast uh, as well. Yeah, I love you, man. I love you too, bro. <laughs> so, um, I guess we should just jump right in. I went first last time. Do you want to go first this time? We can. I yeah. chose. Let me see. Let me get my my notes. Uh, I chose 1992's Candyman as my nice. movie. Great movie. And that's a movie that, surprisingly, you know, you, you introduced me to a lot of the horror movies when I was younger. Right. That I really loved. This is one that Dad, our, our, our father, actually introduced me to. So I want to give him a shout out. Billy Wayne Johnson. We're from Arkansas. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, quick synopsis. Uh, a young grad student named Helen Lyle is studying urban legends in Chicago, and she di discovers the legend of Candyman. Normally, if you say his name five times in the mirror, Candyman will appear and take you out with his ghastly hook. However, Helen says his name five times, Candyman appears to terrorize those in Helen's life, and he seems to be mysteriously obsessed uh, with Helen. Yes. Uh, that's the synopsis. Mm -hmm. um, it's from a writer and director named Bernard Rose. He adapts it from a short story called The Forbidden by famed Hellraiser scribe Clive Barker. Uh, the movie is originally set in Liverpool, Rose moves it to Chicago, and uh, this was due to Rose's interest in unique architecture and the prejudice that existed at the time in Chicago, Illinois. Yeah. Um, man, when Dad introduced this to me in, in what had to have been 95, because the sequel, the theatrical sequel, uh, Farewell to the Flesh, was about to come out. I loved this movie. Yeah. And what was great about it was this was a movie that I really wish came out in the 1980s because then uh, Tony Todd, who plays the Candyman, yeah. he would have been remembered with Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees, uh, and Michael Myers. He, he easily would have been. But he also, in my opinion, I think he should be remembered with people like uh, Count Dracula. Um, because he is very much a Count Dracula-esque character. He's obsessed with this woman who... The film is a hint that like she's the reincarnated love of Candyman. Mm. And he's got these... Uh, specific era clothes attached to him. And I think he would have had a series of movies in the 80s that would have 
starred Tony Todd as um, Candyman. Yeah. But unfortunately, this movie came out in 92. And for those who don't remember or, or, or don't know, in the early 1990s, the horror films were on life support at the box office. Your best hope was that they would found a cult following when they uh, got on home video. And Candyman was one of those films that did, but unfortunately it led to one theatrical sequel, and then it led to one direct-to-video um, sequel that was garbage. Candyman 3, dude, just stay the fuck away. Um, but yeah, I love this movie. I rewatched it for this review. It holds the fuck up in a big, bad way. Uh, Jason, when was the first time you watched Candyman? We'll start the conversation. Well, it was, uh, I'm, I'm not, uh, surprised that dad introduced you to this movie because it was with him. It, it had popped up on like HBO or something way back in the day, you know, like right after it got out of the theaters, you know, of course it comes out on HBO and, um, we just watched it one afternoon. It came on and, uh, I can remember dad just fell in love with this movie and we in and we both really liked it i i thoroughly enjoyed it i love the um the fact that it takes like certain uh tropes like bloody mary uh it takes the guy with a hook you know the basically these urban legends and it kind of combines them all uh into this one guy but leaves it shady enough that you know, like you know without any like backstory stuff that they can build around it you know and build a backstory and build all this stuff it, it, but it, i loved it it was great in fact to this day i still can't say Candyman five times into a mirror i will say the one absurd point of this movie was they do a flashback sequence where the mm -hmm. woman says, uh, Candyman, Candyman, and they say it four times. Mm -hmm. And the one person who can't say it, he's supposedly the bad boy of the movie yeah. um, in the flashbacks, is fucking Ted Raimi. Yeah. Uh, and it's Ted Raimi who's trying to act like, I'm a big bad biker. I'm like, dude, no, you're the younger brother of... A famed horror director, Sam Raimi, right. and he couldn't look more like a goddamn biker. But uh, of course, his girlfriend is the one that completes it, and we kind of learn that, like, oh shit, Candyman shows up after saying it five times in the mirror. And you were right; it follows the Bloody Mary myth. It follows the Hook myth. Yeah, um, that we we usually see. It's also, uh, in addition to that, part of the story is inspired by the real life murder of Ruthie Mae McCoy in Chicago. Mm -hmm. She was murdered by a man who entered her apartment from a hole behind her medicine cabinet. Yeah. Um, which is used in the movie. And it's like, Jesus, really? Of all yeah. the things I got to be afraid of, the fucking medicine cabinet this is happens. what I got to... That that actually <laughs> happens more than you know in old apartment buildings. Because what they would do is they would build mirror image um, built, you know, rooms uh, so that the plumbing was easier. That's oddly enough because you can use the same pipe for, you know, two different apartments, bathrooms. 
And right. uh, that, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. and then and so that what we do is, and of course, it's mirrored. So they would have one medicine cabinet butted up against the other one. So if you pull your medicine cabinet out, push the other one over, you have a hole right there into the next apartment. And so that happened a lot back in those days, especially with, I mean, this is set in Cabrini Green, um, which was a famous old project in uh, uh, Chicago. It's where uh, Good Times was set, uh, you know, and, uh, and uh, you know, of course, things were very cheaply constructed because it was government housing. They were just constructing it as fast as they could. And, uh Yeah. I can I can definitely see that. I I had no idea though that it was actually based on that uh, that murder because that murder has actually been covered on a lot of true pro- crime podcasts. And I kind of figured it would be because mm-hmm. yeah, it, it 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 that that crime was like so interesting to me as I was researching this movie. I was like, really, someone came in through the fucking uh medicine cabinet and yep. it's one of those things when you watch it in the movie it seems kind of like it was invented by film writers yeah <laughs> if i'm being honest and then you learn that's the truth and that's fucking crazy right um i got a fact for you guess who was originally considered as the role of candy man hmm. who do do you know jason no, I have no idea. A Mr. Eddie Murphy. No shit. He was considered, but they very quickly realized there was no goddamn way in hell in 92. Yeah, that they he could have been that, too... that could afford. Yeah, well, not even afford him. <laughs> he would have been too famous. People would have just been sitting there thinking, oh, that's just Eddie. You know, it, 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 when's the funny coming? Shit like that. You know, I mean, it's it's. Yeah, no, I just don't think that would have worked at all. Exactly. Although, I mean, in 95, Craven was like, hey, let's give this Murphy guy a chance to shine with Vampire in Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. Of course, that faced its own set of problems. Right. Um, but they that's when they went to, to Tony Todd, who I think is God damn brilliant oh he's perfect in this role if 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 it hadn't been him i don't i don't see who it could have been i mean i really don't he just made it his you know yeah yeah helen it's been you all along he's got that voice you know and he he's just fucking fantastic and again i just wish he would have gotten this role in the eighties because I think he would have gotten he's he's gotten his due beyond this movie's release, but I think he would have gotten it at the time of release had this movie been released in the nineteen eighties. Yeah. Um I actually compare him more to um Count Dracula. He is very much a Count Dracula esque character. He's like, Helen, come to me. He's very hypnotic. Yeah. And um, here's another little fun fact about him Tony Todd had to be covered in real bees. Yeah. And he negotiated a $1,000 fee for each time he was stung by a bee. He earned $23 thousand dollars nice based on that alone he got stung 23 times and so they were like all right here's your money um the original 
uh, Helen Lyle, who is our final girl of this horror film, if you will, was supposed to have been Sandra Bullock. This is a couple years. They filmed it, by the way, they filmed this in 1991. It came out in 92. She would have been the original Helen Lyle, but this is one role where I'm like, I can't see anyone but Virginia Matson. Yeah. Uh, I think that she did a fantastic job, and she even went the extra mile, whereas he was like, hey, I'm negotiating a $1,000 fee for bee stings, motherfucker. Uh, she bought on an actual uh, hypnotist, a uh, professional hypnotist. So those scenes where she's, uh, quote-unquote, charmed or hypnotized by Candyman, that was when the hypnotist actually uh, hypnotized her. So when you see those scenes where she's like, yes, Candyman, or whatever, that is an, an actual hypnosis that she was put under for the movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, th this movie is to me, like when I watch it, I'm like, this movie is fucking fantastic. It's got a great tone to it. The score by Philip Glass sells the gothic tone that I think Rose was going for. The writer and director is Bernard Rose. And it's one of those movies that, yeah, when dad showed it to me, it had to have been 1995. Because Farewell to the Flesh was about to come out at the Rialto in El Dorado, Arkansas. Yeah. And Dad really wanted to watch that movie. So one of our Friday nights after Mom and Dad were uh, divorced and I was spending time, more time with Dad on the weekends, uh, this was one of those films he wanted to, to rent. And ultimately, the reason being was Farewell to the Flesh was coming out. And... I loved it, and I loved it in my rewatch here recently. It's just a fantastic fucking movie. Um, I, I love it. So that that's my ultimate uh, assessment of the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, a did great you get film. To... It's so good. It, it the way, uh, it, just the way it lays out, and the way it has the. Like I say, I just I love everything about it. I didn't get to watch it again though this time. I I've been so busy and um but yeah, no, I just love it. I love this movie. I was going to say uh if you didn't get to rewatch it this time, when was the last time you think you you rewatched it? Cuz again, a, this it's been a while. It's probably the probably Oh shoot. I know I was watched it there. So probably somewhere between 2000 12 and 2014 somewhere in there oh so not too far no back not too because, far back but yeah yeah and this is one of those rarities where i was like jason didn't introduce me to this this is one where yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. um uh, uh dad introduced me to it uh yeah. before we continue on I, I meant to mention this at the beginning but we we got a rush start because my dumbass alarm didn't go off yeah. uh <laughs> Um, I have a horror blog up now called, uh, horrorbros.blogspot.com. That is going to be my written companion piece. Right now, the only thing up there as we're recording this is a review for Halloween. But by the time this review posts, I do have a written review for Candyman 
that will that should be up at the site by the time you're hearing this. Again, that's horrorbros.blogspot.com. Uh, till we get a little more famous, I I ain't paying for a goddamn unique uh, URL. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but um, by the time you hear this recording, you'll hear you you should see the review not only for uh, Candyman but for. Uh, my next movie, which I'll mention at the end of this episode. Yep. Um, that said, Jason, uh, what did you choose? I chose The Leprechaun. I fucking which, love this movie. Which, before you go, I'm going to let you go on this one. I always remember uh, Wayne's World. Yeah. Uh, I think it's Wayne's World 1. The leprechaun is coming for you. He uses it to terrorize uh-huh. Garth. Uh, Wayne does. Yeah. Um, and so every time I hear that title, I'm like, the leprechaun. Yeah. But anyway, go for it, man. What you got? Um, well, yeah, made in 1993. Uh, written and directed by Mark Jones. Uh, it stars uh, Warwick Davis, of course, as the leprechaun. Uh, Jennifer Aniston in her debut film role as Tori. Ken Olin as Nathan. Uh, Shay Duffin as O'Grady. Uh, Robert Hyde Gorman as Alex. And I mentioned this guy last. Mark Holton as Ozzy. Uh, mentioned him last because it's kind of special that he's uh, on this week on a, on a movie. Uh, Mark Holton played Francis in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Uh, That's right. Yeah. Uh, and uh, of course, we lost Paul Rubens this week. And, uh, you know, it was tragic. It, well, I mean, you know, he, he he was going through an illness and he was 71. You know, I, I do think it's kind of funny how these days it's just tragedy. You know? But, you know, we lost someone very special this week, you know, especially I know you because, uh, you know, you were a huge n- fan. Not only was he special. Yeah. um he had one of the most diverse behind the scenes crew yeah. that was out there in the eighties. And I want to uh, get, tell this quick story. There was this lowly PA, this mm-hmm. guy who basically people coming in was like, Hey, do you have the idea to come in here? Hey, do you, are you allowed to be in here? He was that kind of guy. Yeah. And he came up to Lawrence Fishburne, who was on that show on screen. Pee Wee's, uh, Playhouse, by the way, yeah. And he said to him, "Hey, I've got this script. It's about my life. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get that to you." And Lawrence Fishburne was like, "Yeah, cool. All right." Um, that lowly PA was John Singleton, and the script was Boys in the Hood. Yeah, that's amazing. That he he gave him, and of course, you know, yeah. Rob Zombie started on that show as uh, a crew member. Yeah. There were several. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne is the one who revealed there were several women yep. who had positions on that show that never would have had it, but it was at Paul Rubin's uh, insistence. Yeah. Um, and I forgot. Yes, that uh, um, I'm I'm blanking the actor's name. What was the actor? Mark Holton. Mark Holton. I do remember him being on that show. I'm glad you brought that up. So yeah. a huge shout out, um, a, a huge shout out to Pee Wee Herman, uh, yeah. Paul Rubens, who, by yeah. the way, has the greatest on-screen death ever in yes. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, and all because of like, not just because he's like, 
Ooh, ee, ah. I was telling Courtney, my favorite moment is when he looks at her seriously and goes, ooh, ee, ah. Looks at her like, really, bitch? Ooh, yeah. ee, ah. <laughs> right. Uh, just fucking great. And here recently, I've been wanting to rewatch the movie Blow, yeah. where he's a hairstylist turned drug dealer. Uh, yes, he had... He had some controversies. There, the major controversy that got his show canceled was that 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 theater incident. But they were already talking about in a recent article. All he had to do was come out and I think it was an MTV Music Awards. Is he came out? I think as Pee Wee Herman, mm -hmm. and he just said to the audience, "Heard any good jokes lately?" And mm -hmm. every everyone was like. This guy's fucking cool. He yep. had this one thing in his yeah. life. and um, But he came back in Mystery Man. He even came back as Pee Wee Herman. There's a, a Netflix movie called Pee Wee's Big Holiday. And yep. this was one of those rare movies where... Or this is one of those rare personalities uh, with Paul Rubin slash Pee Wee Herman where I'm like, damn, uh, uh big 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 part of my childhood died and i always remembered it as and this is just because i didn't know as a kid i remembered the show and i thought the movie came from it because you know in reality that's usually how it goes there's a big tv show and then they make a movie but it's really that tim burton movie peewee's big adventure that came first and then there was the show and there was a sequel yeah. to the movie peewee's big uh, I think Pee Wee's uh, Big Top Adventure or something like Pee -wee's that. Pee Big Top. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, that dude was a genius. And here recently, I've gotten back into wrestling. And and uh, Courtney bought me these clips from the WWE where he appeared as Pee Wee Herman as a fan of John Cena. Yeah. Uh, with the rock on. You can't see me. You can't see me. Yeah. <laughs> and so... Uh, kudos to that man because he 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 had this great character that everyone knows about, but he was a Kickstarter for a lot of of awesome genuine careers. Absolutely. And so, shout out to him. That being said, uh, let's get back to Leprechaun. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Leprechaun. So yeah, basically, simplest shit you could ever have for a plot. Uh, an old man. Steals the gold from a leprechaun, and the leprechaun is uh, coming back to get it. And uh, the old man in, is long gone. You know, he he he's he's in the beginning of the movie has a heart attack. His wife gets killed by the leprechaun, uh, and so these new people buy the house, and then they uh, uh, open up this crate that the leprechaun was in, and then all hell breaks loose and ensues. Um, I. This is one of those movies where, yeah, they made it, and it was like, okay, they're trying to develop an IP here. They, they, they've, they've, they know that uh, all these classic fucking things are going to run out here soon. You know, your, your Freddy Kruegers and your, your Voorhees. I mean, they, they, they're running down, so they're trying to come up with new ones. And by God, somehow they did it. Uh, because there That's, ended up being yeah. a multitude of leprechaun movies. 
in 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 for in for for all intents and purposes, if you watch this movie and you're not a fan of horror, you're not a fan of B movies or cult movies, you would not know why. But it it, it took on a life of its own, especially on video, and um, that's when all of the the sequels really started to come. I mean, they and there are a ton of them to include. One of the best sequels ever made, Leprechaun in the Hood. Um, <laughs> it's great. There's a Leprechaun in space. I mean, it's, it's, it, the Leprechaun's been everywhere. He's um, These movies hold a special place in my heart because for some reason, there's always a guy when we would deploy to the Middle East that would bring all the Leprechaun movies. And at least Brother- once during that deployment, we were going to have a Leprechaun Day where we just watched all the Leprechaun movies and laughed our asses off. Uh, for those who don't know, my brother, Jason, 20-year yeah. veteran of the Air Force. Yep. So, very proud brother here, JT. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I did 20 years in the military, and for some reason, yeah, that was a, those movies were always brought, and we would always end up having a, a, a Leprechaun Day. And we didn't watch all of them. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, so, yeah, but um, it, there's so much about this film. But, I mean, it, you know, talking about laughing at it, um, oddly enough, we have Warwick Davis to thank, thank for that. Initially, the studios, uh, and it was written by, um, uh, oh, what's his name? Um, Mark Jones. Mark Jones. As a slasher, as a, you know, a very gory film. And Warwick Davis had this idea of, you know, why don't we make this a, a comedy? I mean, for fuck's sake, it's a leprechaun. You know, it's it's a comedic thing already. And thank God he, he did. Mark Jones said, yeah, let's go with that. Because he really enjoyed, he really thought he was onto something with changing the tone like that. And so they did. And, and it worked out so well. Um... Go yeah, ahead. the and, and not only that, it, this is the initial film debut for Jennifer Aniston. And right. if you watch her in 93, and then the very following year, uh, she hits big in 94 with Friends. Right. You'll notice that she looks very different. That's because was, this, mo- this movie was shot in 91. Yeah. And came out in 93. Yeah. And I was just fixing to mention the difference in looks because this movie, you will always find it. Uh, on on a clickbait site uh, with one of those, see Jennifer Aniston before her nose job in this film, and then you click on it, and you find out yeah, it was her first film. Yeah, it was. Yeah, you and know, which she looks no different. She's still absolutely fucking gorgeous in it. You know, <laughs> not only that, but like they even incorporated the reason she got an actual nose job in real life in yeah. friends. There's yeah. an episode of friends where they're like, look at your nose. And she's right. like deviated septum. That was a genuine actual issue. She didn't mind right. her nose. I, I just want that for the record. She didn't yeah. mind her nose, but she got a nose job because she was like, well, I've got this deviated septum. And, but if you look at her in leprechaun where she did yeah. not have that nose job yet, yeah. still, gorgeous stunning i mean she is the jennifer aniston i tell you she's she's a once in a lifetime person you know i've got a little movie fact for you jason 
You may notice that there are scenes in this movie where Lucky Charms is featured, but it has been, quote-unquote, altered. Yep. Um, where they put tape on the box or whatever, you know, like right. they do in TV shows. There's a reason for that. Lucky Charms yeah. initially endorsed this movie. Yeah. And the problem was they saw the first cut of this movie. Yeah. And they decided, oh, we don't want to be a part of this. Like, you were told what it was, motherfuckers. Right. It was a horror movie. But they took their endorsement away, which caused them to have costly reshoots. And that's why there's one scene in this movie where the kid uses the slingshot. He goes, fuck you, Lucky Charms, yeah. and shoots something at the leprechaun. That was a direct message to Lucky Charms saying, fuck you for making us change this, you fucking bitches. Yeah. Um, but I've always loved uh, that little fact. In, in the movie, and yes, I love this movie. Uh, Warwick Davis made this movie oh, yeah. work. Yeah. You don't have him, this movie doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, there's the fucking pogo scene alone. Oh, yeah. Had, the death by my... pogo stick was amazing. And which, speaking of, they came up with some pretty damn genius ways to get around... Warwick Davis's lack of mobility. I mean, <laughs> he he's on a skateboard at one point. I think he's on skates at one point. He's on he's in a wheelchair at one point. He finds a um, a Power Wheels car that somehow he souped up. That some bitch was going down the road at about ninety. Uh, and and a tricycle is what he first gets on to ride on. But he, but it was pretty cool because they were yeah they were. He, you know, you're supposed to have this menacing thing, you know, coming at you, you know, and, and uh, I mean, let's face facts, Ward Davis just didn't have the mobility to do all that. Uh, well, but they came up a, with some great ways around it. That's a funny gr uh, thing about that scene with the car that's chasing Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. She had to run slowly. And yeah. they had to shoot in high speed just to make that fucking thing look like it was actually moving. Yeah. Um, yeah, Davis made this role his, and there was one theatrical, Leprechaun 2 was a theatrical sequel. Yeah. Uh, and then, but this was the early 90s. It's kind of similar to Candyman, where, um, I meant to mention this earlier, to Candyman, there were two sequels, Candyman 2, Farewell to Flesh, which came out in theaters, but then there was the atrocious Candyman 3, yeah, Day of the Dead. Come back to, I was going to come back to that here in a little bit, because, uh, what, uh, why is it so bad? I never saw it. I never saw it, number it's three. It's just a poorly made 1990s directed video. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. It, it's just terrible. And I hate that yeah. Tony Todd had to be associated with it. Um, I will say this real quick, though. Uh, 2021, Nia DaCosta, the director, Nia DaCosta, right. and producer Jordan Peele made a goddamn fantastic direct sequel to Candyman, also called Candyman. Yeah. I do recommend that sequel. But going back to Leprechaun, awesome. Leprechaun, which I always want to say it that way. Yeah. Thank you, Wayne's World. Um, the the second film was a theatrically released sequel, and then after that, three, four, and then uh, In the Hood and Back to the Hood yeah. uh, <laughs> were all direct-to-video films starring Warwick Davis. And then they did a couple of remake movies where it's not Warwick Davis, haven't seen them because they're not Warwick Davis, so go fuck yourself. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, 
You're absolutely right. It was supposed to be a more straightforward horror film, but Davis brought that humor to it. And I highly yeah. recommend two and three. I can say that one for sure. Yeah. Four, skip it, and then watch the end of the hood movies. Fuck it. Yes. Like just for fucking fun. Just fuck watch it. Those watch movies. them all. I don't. It, it, they're they're just even four. I I I love them all. They're they're of course you know I have a little bit of a a love for them because I used to sit around with a bunch of sad GIs watching them. But other than that, uh, yeah, no. But, <laughs> hey, yeah. that. That was your escape. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. From those times. And for good reason. They're not bad movies. They're very, very uh, fun movies. That's the thing about horror movies. A lot of them are just supposed to be fun. Give you a little bit of a chill. Give you a little bit of fright. But ultimately, at the end of the day, this little motherfucker's running around (laughs) as a leprechaun. And one of the things, like, there's so, you know, little things that just are so funny to me, too. You know, like, the, you know, they dump in this little bit of gasoline into the well, and suddenly they light it up, and it's, and, uh, it's a Christopher Nolan Trinity test explosion happens out of this goddamn well. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> they, but and then uh, the, oh and the, and the, here's the thing too what's in spoiler alert but this is just the way it is is, is uh the four leaf clover the, where in the scene you already mentioned hey lep f- fuck you lucky charms is as they have a four leaf clover that is wadded up in some chewed gum put into a slingshot and shot into the uh, leprechaun's mouth. And, of course, he starts to melt because, you know, four-leaf clovers kill leprechauns. And, uh, yeah, yeah, just, it, it just shit, little shit like that. It's just so funny. So, and, and yeah, it should have been a horror comedy from the start, but it, it yeah. took Davis to be like, look, this, you got something here, but it's not a straightforward horror movie. Yeah. Um, it's a horror comedy, and I, I love that movie. I, I yeah. absolutely love that movie. Um, going back to the beginning, though, and again, I'm sorry for my uh, disorganization for this episode. Oh, yeah, this fine. is this is my fault. Uh, I, I was taking a nap. My fucking phone didn't go off, as, as per usual. Mm-hmm. Um, did we mention horror movie news? Yeah. Did we? Yeah, we did the horror movie news, the blog and everything. Man, you were out of it. I was out of it. But did I mention a certain director being hired for screen? Yes, you you went yes. through all of that. Good I went God. Through all of that Man, stuff. I didn't realize how off you were. I knew Man, you had already we... like talked about the blog, but I was like, oh, I'll let him talk about it again. No big deal. But he <laughs> It took my well, it, it took my roommate to come in here and be like, Hey man, you're supposed to be recording. And I'm like, What the f- what the what what what, what? <laughs> And sure enough, as he woke woke me up, I look at my phone, my alarm is going off on silent why is that even a fucking option i don't get it what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) yeah but yeah uh christopher landon scream six all that good stuff but um um but yeah uh man i will tell you i'm gonna go watch that talk to me movie we're gonna talk about that next week because i've heard nothing but good things about that 
Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, uh, beyond that, I've, I've got nothing else. Uh, this may be a short episode. Cause uh, yeah, we, we made 45 minutes. <laughs> my dumb ass is out of it, apparently. Yeah. Uh, do you have any horror news You've real got quick? Summer i got SummerSlam on the brain. No, no. I, yeah, there's that, too. You yeah, asked me earlier. Like, you have totally forgotten the first opening part of this podcast. This is hilarious. <laughs> this is great because like, I'm like, oh, shit. What? Huh? Where? Where? Did we? Did we do that? Did we do that? Okay. Candyman. Yes, we discussed. Did we discuss Candyman? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, um, do you have I'll anything see. else? No, I, I, um, I, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll say this um, right now. I'll, I'll just say uh, this will come out this afternoon probably. So, uh, I will say, um, yeah, Tuesday the 8th here very soon. I'll be doing the finals at Upstage Comedy Club for um, the funniest comic in uh san antonio so come <clears throat> go get your tickets and come on out if you want to if you want to check that out um and i've got a couple other shows coming up that i will definitely on the next episode have plugs for okay and uh yeah i guess we can go ahead and rate our movies real quick uh real yep. quick what do you what do you rate leprechaun jason uh, uh, ten boxes of Lucky Charms. <laughs> That's perfect. Uh, I give Candyman five. Candyman, 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 Candyman. That's on you, dog. <laughs> oh shit, Tony Todd. Uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> Just wanted an autograph. Um, uh, yeah, this may be one of the shorter episodes. Uh, yeah. Again, that's that's more due to me than anything else. Um, I do have next week's uh, movie for my pick. Jason, do you have a pick for next week first, though, before I, I announce that? I certainly do. I am going to go back to a movie that I didn't know what to expect when I walked into theater, but it scared the living fuck out of me. Wes Craven's. The people under the stairs. Oh fuck! Yes, sir. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, sir. I, and I can't wait to rewatch it. I own it here at the house. <laughs> I figured um, you did. Uh, my movie for next week, and I just rewatched it this morning. Um, is we're gonna go up to 2020. Uh, mm -hmm. up to February. 2020 right before the world went to shit yeah and i'm gonna watch the uh bloom houses the invisible man oh yeah great film great film fucking amazing film i just rewatched it god damn does it hold up because yep. i probably hadn't seen it two three past two three years probably when i got the uh film on home video it was when the last time i watched it and yeah. Man, does it hold up. Yeah, because I'll, I'll go ahead and say this, and I'm sure I'll reiterate it in next week's episode. Uh, my favorite Universal Classic Monsters movie is The Invisible Man from 1933. And uh, more than Dracula, more than Frankenstein. And this movie just loved it. I rewatched it with uh, my roommate, Courtney. And even he said, 
Jesus Christ, I forgot how good this fucking movie was. Yeah. So, um, so one thing I'll mention again is, uh, real quick, let me pull it up here just so I'm giving you the right address. Um, horrorbros.blogspot.com. I kind of want to scratch that itch of having written reviews. Uh, right now, the only thing up on it as we record is a review for Halloween because we covered that in our last iteration of the show, so I felt safe writing that review. Mm-hmm. There's a picture off to the left, which is our Horror Bros logo. You click that, and that'll take you to the podcast. Uh, by the time you're listening to this, though, you should have two reviews, or one or two reviews. Uh, Candyman, for sure. I've just been waiting to release it for this episode. Mm-hmm. and uh, possibly The Invisible Man. I've written the first draft of that review. I'm kind of going over it. I have a couple things I want to add to it. Uh, but that'll be the next review. So if you want to you have a little something to read, hey, horrorbros.blogspot.com. All right. uh, that's our little companion piece to this podcast here. Yep. Um, and so let's rate the movies. What do you? Uh, we you already rated, did that. You rated Leprechaun. Yep. And I rated Candyman. Yep. And God damn it! I'm waking up. You are just off. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. I am very, I am very, very fucking off. That but, happens. Uh, I, I think next week I'll call you about an hour before we go. <laughs> no, no. What it is is I'll, I'll be awake. I'll yeah. just make sure to be awake. I, I took a nap. I think I did this the last episode too. I took a nap before the show and then my fucking alarm for whatever reason didn't yeah. go off. Yeah. Last time it was because I set it for the next day, which was just fucking stupid. Yeah. And then this one, uh, I set the alarm and it was fucking going off as Courtney woke me up and I was like, oh, Jesus. And and not only did, did that lead me to being in a rush, uh, mm. I'm in more of a rush this episode because uh, as we're recording this, in about 25 minutes, uh, yep. I'm looking at the clock here, Summer uh, WWE SummerSlam. Yep. Uh, God damn it. You told me before January of this year that I'd be in the WWE. I'd be like, yeah, you're fucking fucked. And then I watched one battle Royale and I was like, this is fucking great. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, oh man. But with all that being said, folks, uh, until next time, fuck you, lucky charms. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And sweets to the sweet. All right. Bye, everybody. (laughs) Later, everyone.